Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 49 of the Yay for Business podcast. Today is Secret to Freedom, part two of four. We're going to be talking about prison versus machine. And no, this is not a Marvel movie, (laughs) so stay tuned. I am feeling so fired up about this topic, um, and you'll have to excuse me if I get a little bit sassy, uh, but you know, most people tend to like it. Um, a little bit ago on Instagram, earlier, um, oh shoot, I don't even know what day it is, <laughs> it must have been last week, I shared about the fact that I'm going to be taking a three-month maternity leave um, at the end of 2021, and I wanted to know what questions people had because I was so eager to share how we have spent this entire year preparing for me, the business owner, to be able to take three months off from the business, and I was like, people are going to like crawl over themselves to get to this content, right? Like it's going to be so, uh, so juicy for everyone because most people I know can't take that kind of time away from their business. And, um, and I'm really, really proud of the fact that I've created the space to do that. But I didn't really get any questions and I haven't gotten that many questions. And, and so I went on this a little bit of a Courtney rant on Instagram sharing Um, my surprise about that and that like any entrepreneur, um, you know, whether you want to work in your business for the rest of your life or not, or don't know, which is more likely the case, we all should, and I use the word should very rarely, but in this case, I really am going to implement it. We should be marching towards creating a business that can operate without us. If you don't want to sell your business and you don't want to remove yourself from your business 100%, that is totally fine. But if you're not at least playing with that idea and that concept, that is what this episode is all about. It's about having that thought experiment of what would need to be in place for me to be able to take three months off of my business. Now, that might sound really far away, sound really far away from you. This might sound overwhelming. I urge you to stick with me because this is going to be one of those episodes. One of those episodes you do not want to miss. I am very fired up and that is when my best content comes out. So, you know, in my opinion, when I shared about my maternity leave, it should have sparked this thought. Um, and again, this is this is totally me like projecting onto other people, right? Um, this thought of like, oh, Courtney must have done something in her business that is working really well if she can do that. And I should pay attention so that I can do the same, especially because the thing I hear people complaining about all the time is how they're caught in this trap of constantly having to work and not being able to take vacations. So I just, it just baffles me the disconnect here, but I'm starting to unravel this and understand it better. And that's what this episode is all about. Prison versus machine. Okay. So instead of that thought, what I've found is that um, a couple of things are happening. Okay. And that's the prison versus the machine. All right. Number one, um, many people think that their business gives them freedom when in fact, it is doing the very opposite. They think they have freedom because they don't have a job. And this is such BS, I can't even describe. Like, in so many ways, so many people's businesses, and this isn't going to be me sounding a little judgy and a little bit on the, like, tough love attack, are 
so much more stressful and you would be so much better off having a nine to five than the way you are currently running your business. And if that resonates with you, you're listening to the right episode. Um, If your business would literally come to a halt, if you took three months off, then your business is not freedom. The business is giving you the freedom to not have to have another boss or work for someone else. But there's a lot of negatives to that that we're going to talk about and people don't talk about enough. Okay. Um, my business is not going to come to a screeching halt when we stop. When I, when I stop, when we stop, when I go on my maternity leave, the business is going to continue um, marketing, selling and delivering on a very high end coaching program without me working every single day. All right. The second thing I've noticed is that most of you listening, and this is okay, but it's a wake up call, have not even entertained the idea that you could build a business that could operate without you. And there's a lot of these beliefs in the way. Um, and we'll talk about kind of the number one one coming up, which is I have a personal brand. And we'll talk about that because I totally had this belief and worked through it over the last several years. So I want to start that journey with you today, if that's you. So we're going to address each of these problems. And in me addressing each of these problems, I'm going to be talking a lot about a month-long training that we are doing, my company, my team is doing for all of our Yay for 100K clients throughout the month of October while I am on maternity leave. So I want to be really clear. We are creating extra value for our clients that is being delivered without me while I'm on maternity leave, right? Your wheels should be turning at this point. And beautifully, (laughs) this training is called Out of Office. And it's all about how you can build a business that runs without you so that, and very specifically, what we're going to prepare you for in in this month of October is for you to take two weeks off over the holidays, not two weeks off because you're like, yeah, I'm taking two weeks off. And then you do, and then everything falls apart and you don't make money to really prepare your business so that you can take those two weeks off and have a system for taking two weeks off from your business in the future. Like we did this past July, which was really amazing. Okay. So I'm going to be teasing that training a lot. And if you want to join us inside of VA for hundred K before then, now's the time to apply and, and get started because that training is exclusive for our paying clients. Okay. Let's address the first problem. Most of us say we start our business for freedom, but we are doing the complete opposite. We've created the complete opposite and we don't even realize it. That's the kicker. We don't even realize that we don't have freedom. Oh my God, how many people sell the idea of freedom on their Instagram, but really in reality, if they got honest with themselves, they don't have that. And and that's okay. I'm not calling them hypocrites and liars and con artists. No, not at all. What I'm saying is that there is a sort of a lie that we've all been sold that we have freedom when we really don't. And I want us to get honest about that now, because if we don't get honest about it now, then we can't do anything to change it. Now, freedom, what does that mean? Well, for most of us, it means we want to do what we want, how we want, when we want. And that then caused us to start businesses because we decided the best way to do what we want, when we want, how we want is to not work for quote unquote, the man and instead work for ourselves, right? I fall into this camp. Most of us do. And don't get me wrong. This does give us freedom in many ways. I would never deny that. It also creates a whole new level of financial stress, anxiety, mental health issues, etc. And we do not talk enough about the consequences the downsides and the negative parts of being an entrepreneur who everything is on your shoulders. I remember in 2000, it must have been 2014, 
after I launched my course, my first course for the second time. <laughs> and I had a, I had a breakdown. I had a mental breakdown. Um, and I think I really had some, some very real depression for a period there because I just was like, how the launch was fine. It wasn't as big as I wanted. I had these sort of, you know, delusions of grandeur about what it was going to be, but the launch went well. I, I was great. Um, but I was so stressed out about how, everything I had to do to deliver on that launch. And I had a VA at the time, right? Like all the pressure was on me. All the stress was on me. And I, spoiler alert, it's not that way anymore. Now, still, I have more uh, financial pressure than any, than a, someone who works for a company. Um, but not anymore. And, and you heard the episode with Allison last week talking about her role. Well, Allison works full time in my business. And this is a big reason why that stress is not on me. So um, I'm not even going to say that the stress comes from owning a business because at this point, you don't own a business. You have a job. Um, and that's when if you stop working, the money stops. That's not a business. That's a job. That's freelancing. Okay. And that's okay. But we need to get honest about what that is. So does this sound familiar? You're stressed out about either A, booking clients and paying bills and getting those bookings coming in, or B, doing client work, overwhelmed with, oh my God, I got to do all this client work. I don't want to do it, all this. So you're just vacillating between, I need clients. Oh, now I got clients. Oh, now I got to do the work. It's like this never ending cycle. And I want to give voice to this because a lot of us are sitting at home going, is this what it is? This is that freedom, like, you know, cool, sexy entrepreneurship thing that I was sold. Um, and most of us go through that phase. And so if that's you, you're not alone. Either way, whether you need to book clients or you're overwhelmed by delivering to clients, it's all dependent on you. Um, you're the bottleneck. You're the only one who can do anything. And that is incredibly stressful. It is not normal. It's not healthy. It's incredibly stressful. Now, technically, freedom can be whatever you want. Technically, you have the right to choose that you want the business to be 100% dependent on you. And that's the way you like it. Now, I had one person in a poll I did about this say that's what they wanted. So what I'm just going to say is if that's what you want, stop listening right now. I'm not the person for you. That is not what we're talking about. And if you've made it this far, I highly, highly, highly doubt that that is who you are. Um, it doesn't mean you need to feel bad that you're not there yet. It just means that you have to acknowledge, oh, hey, that's the path I want to be marching towards. Not, oh my God, I have to take a vacation this year and like, um, which shouldn't be so stressful, but it is for entrepreneurs. Or I have to build a business that can function without me in the next 60 days or else. It's like, no, this is going to take years to build. It's taken, I've been in business for 10 years. And over the last nine months, I've really gotten my business to this point. And I'm not 100% out of the business. I would say I'm about 75, 80% at this point. I digress. Technically, freedom is whatever you want. Um, but, and, and, and many people, I have people uh, commenting on my Instagram posts and my DMs saying, yeah, I have freedom. Like I take time off all the time. Yeah. And is your business marketing, selling and delivering for clients while you do that? Or does it come to a halt? That is the problem, is that people think they have freedom because they're choosing to take time off, which is great. I'm so glad you're prioritizing lifestyle. I'm very happy to hear that because a lot of people don't do that, right? But if when you take that time off, nothing happens, then it's not the kind of freedom that we want to create with a business. And that is the machine, okay? So you're refusing to be in a prison, but you haven't quite built a machine, if that makes sense. So the prison is the business that can't function without you. You are tethered to it. It is tethered to you. You are the business. The business is you. We don't want that. We want to build a machine. The machine is it can run without you. 
it can be turned on and that machine can get fed. It can create the product. It can deliver the product without you being there to operate it. All right. Or you can operate it, but you can step away for a while and it can still function and can still do its job. All right. The second thing, the second problem that comes up is that I don't think a lot of you have even considered or entertained the thought of building a business that could operate without you. And I want to encourage you to do this thought experiment. When I say thought experiment, I'm trying to detach. It's not a goal. I mean, it is kind of a goal, but it's not a goal. It's a, it's a, a concept that we play with, that we ask ourselves, okay, if I had to do this, what would I do to make it happen? What might that look like? So we want to play with those ideas. I just don't think most entrepreneurs have even considered um, that you can, let alone should, build a business that can function without you. And this should be your ultimate goal, no matter even that's not what your plan is. That's where we should we should be marching in that general direction at all times. When I pulled on Instagram, most people said that they didn't think that they could do this. They didn't think that they could build a business that functions without them because they have a personal brand. So we have all been sold in the in this online entrepreneurship space, especially this like female entrepreneurship space. I say with like contempt on my face um, that like this is the dream. Like I have Instagram and I'm a personal brand and like I have 10K followers and swipe up and everybody loves me. And sure, I could take a couple of weeks off and we just won't make money those couple of weeks and you know, whatever. And there's this idea that we can find this perfect balance running a business by ourselves. I have a really good friend of mine a few years ago she was doing services and she was working 100% for herself. And she's very, she's very organized. Type A has everything together. Very different from me. I would not call myself any of those things. And I asked her, I said, what is sort of next for you in your business? And she said, I will. I really want my business functioning like a machine. And I said, you can't do that by yourself. It's impossible. As long as you don't have anyone on your team, you cannot build a business that runs like a machine. It can't happen. So if you want to have that well-oiled machine, that business that is operating, that can can live without you, and yes, you provide an awesome source of fuel to it, but it doesn't need that fuel to survive from you on a daily basis, um, I would really, really like you to consider that if that's not clear yet. If you have a personal brand, this is what people say, I can't do that. I can't remove myself from the business because it's a personal brand. So, so what we end up doing is we end up making this very black or white blanket assumption that because I'm the face of the brand, that thus means I have to do all this other work inside of the business, like 90% of the work. Um, and that's very black or white thinking. It's not nuanced at all. It is not going to serve you. It's going to keep you stuck. So here's my thought experiment for you. And this is like the rest of the episode. We're going to get into some nitty gritty here. What if you removed yourself 10% from the business? And we'll talk about exactly what does that mean? Remove myself from what? What does that actually look like? 25%, 50%, 75%. You don't have to sell your business and no longer be the brand anymore. That's so extreme. There's so many things that happen in a business other than like the photos are of you and you're on Instagram stories, right? And like, there's so many other things that you can be removed from. And by the way, those things as well. Um, and so I want you to consider the three core functions of any business. And we're going to talk about these three core functions of any business. And we're going to talk about how you, some ideas of how you can remove yourself from these core functions, even if you have a personal brand. Okay. What are the three core functions? Marketing, sales, and delivery. 
All right. And this is in Yay for 100K. This is what we're all about is streamlining, i.e. removing yourself from the process of marketing, sales and delivery. All right. So making sure that you are building a machine, not a prison in each of those areas. Marketing includes lead generation and lead nurturing. It's visibility. It's growing your audience and it's building a relationship with those people who are not yet clients and customers of yours. This is all your social media stuff, your podcast episodes, um, Facebook ads, all these things that people do to be in front of an audience, that's marketing. The second core function being your sales. This is where you're actually booking clients or the the point of sale. Where is that money being exchanged or you are talking to someone about your offer in in a way that is leading to them, (laughs) ideally, um, paying for your your offering, okay? And then delivery is the actual doing of the client work, taking of your clients, your actual coaching, um, you know, creating your widget, you know, that's not the type of businesses I work with, but, you know, delivering your program, uh, serving your clients, and helping your clients get big results. So the question is, write this down, how could you remove yourself from activities in each of those core functions of your business? How could you remove yourself from marketing? How could you remove yourself from sales? How could you remove yourself from delivery? And pay extra attention to anywhere you're like, oh, I couldn't. Um, That's where, for me, I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell you how I function, okay? I realized about six months ago or so that the idea of removing myself from sales, I went, oh, well, I can't because I'm the face of the business and I do all the sales and people buy because of me. And so guess what? Because I saw that, I go, ooh, I got to issue myself a challenge to get out of sales now. So the second I tell myself I can't remove myself from a part of the business, it then becomes my challenge to figure out how can I? I always turn that I can't into how can I, all right? And it's taken me many years to shift that thinking, but that's where we're at. So how could you potentially remove yourself from marketing, from sales, from delivery. Let's talk about marketing. We're going to go through each one. I'm going to give you some examples, okay? Example in marketing. So the question you want to ask is, how do you market? Like, how do you grow your visibility of your business? Um, this is going to be, uh, you know, creating your, your social media content, sharing your social media content, um, anything, any other content you're creating, podcasts, stuff like that. So what, like, what is everything involved? Now, Let's say, for example, you're focused on Instagram as one thing. Okay, I I love Instagram. This is where I'm focused on growing visibility. So what you want to do is write down everything you do for Instagram or everything that needs to happen for Instagram to work in your business, all right, Um, and for it to grow. And then ask your, look at that list and say, okay, of these things, what is the, what is like A, what is like a lever I could pull that is the most effective right? So maybe I think, oh, repurposing content, that would be really helpful. I have a ton of content to repurpose. That would be helpful. You could hire someone to repurpose your content. Um, Or you could ask yourself, what is my biggest pain point in this? So we have a client comes to mind who really was getting frustrated with Instagram, was taking a lot of their time. Number one, they were doing way too much and being way too perfectionistic about it. But number two, they didn't need to be doing all that themselves. A VA can do a lot of this work. A copywriter could help you. 
you. A graphic designer could help you. So what is it about the marketing that is the biggest pain point? And you can tease it apart. There's a long time where we've had... Um, a content writer helping us with content. There's a lot of posts on my Instagram page I did not write, and a lot of them I didn't even see before they got posted. But because we onboarded someone, taught them the voice of the brand, I worked with them over time to make sure that it was on point, I can trust this person to um, create content for the brand, and I don't even have to review it. But that took time, you know, that took several months. Um, That was a big pain point for me. I wanted to make sure that certain content was getting created, that I wasn't the bottleneck there. Um, And you start small. I didn't start by saying, okay, write content and go post it. And I don't want to look at it. It starts with, okay, try taking this podcast episode and writing the email newsletter for it using this guide that I created for email newsletters. Awesome. Do a few of those. Now you're getting the voice of the brand. Now turn that into an Instagram post, right? And so you build from there. You can get really creative here too. I don't want you to think that there's certain roles that people do and you have to do what other people's services provide. You get to decide what it is that you would love. Maybe you would love to hire, just hire someone for a one day sprint, um, like a, a content writer and say, hey, I want to meet up on Zoom or in person for a day and I want us to hash out a bunch of content together. And this is something that would work really well for me because I'm a verbal processor. So if I can talk something through with someone, then it helps me to be more productive. All right, so that's some examples for marketing. Let's talk about sales. So the question you wanna ask yourself here is, how do sales happen in my business? Now, for me, in my case, for our business, I was 100% the salesperson. And I realized at a certain point, like I said, six months ago or so, that this was really stressing me out because I wasn't doing that good of a job. Like I was not that on top of it and it was really affecting the business. And so while I I knew I couldn't remove myself 100%, or I guess I shouldn't say that, I still have a belief that I can't remove myself 100%, though I would like to continue challenging that belief. Um, it doesn't mean that I have to do it. It's just, I wanna play with the idea. It's playful. It's This isn't supposed to be, um, harsh and, and oppressive. It's supposed to be a game, right? Um, but I thought, what if I was able to remove myself from 50 to 75%? What if I was able to still do a lot of DM stuff, but someone else could be in charge of really being at the point of sale, okay? And obviously this needs to happen for me to take three months off. And that's a great question to ask yourself. What are the things in the business that would really fall apart if I took three months off? Now, for a lot of you listening, it's everything. <laughs> Most people, it's everything. If you haven't been marching towards the school for a while like I have. But you might also be at a point where, okay, I've outsourced some delivery, I have coaches or, you know, whatever it is, I have people helping me implement my service, but there's other things that um, would fall apart like sales calls or things like that. So that's where we want to get the support and it's all possible. And anytime you hear your brain going, oh, well, I couldn't hire someone to do that because that would just be too hard. Ding, ding, ding. That is what I want you to play with more with a thought experiment. All right. So like I said, I didn't need to move, remove myself 100%, but I did need to remove myself at least 50 to 75%. And that's what I've been doing this summer in preparation for my maternity leave. One thing that's also helped us is automations in sales. So um, I've already, um, and I, I should say um, automations and delegating, 
I am not the person who personally reviews all of your applications. Now, I do see all the applications and I will often chat with my team about the applications, but there's a huge difference in me being able to do that because I want to and I enjoy it and it being my job to go through applications. Does this make sense? So we have two people on our team who are very, very highly trained to review applications and we they often will discuss it with me. Like, I was looking at this application, what do you think, et cetera. Um, just today we talked about an application. So I can be involved in that process, but at the end of the day, that task is not on my plate. It's on someone else's plate. Then in the automation department, we have in uh, a private training that we send all of our applicants to. So when you apply for EA400K, which you're obviously going to do right now because you want to get in on that out of office training in October um, and, you know, book out your services and do all the things we're talking about today, um, is that we have a private training uh, on how to add 100K to your business over the next 12 months that teaches you our entire process, gives you all the details of the program, everything your heart could desire. Um, and we have our applicants watch that that training. And then we follow up with DMs and have one-on-one conversations and all of that. We don't host sales calls. And this is allowed um, me to remove myself from a lot of that process, right? It's it's streamlining the process. So again, just more ideas, food for thought on, on the sales process. Delivery. Okay. So delivery is how your client work gets done and sent to your clients. All right. Or if you have a program, it's how your program gets delivered. Consider all the different touch points you have with your clients, all the work you do behind the scenes for your clients or in your program. What are all the touch points? Do you have office hours? Are you, are you um, managing a Facebook group? Things like that. And ask yourself, okay, if I, if I had to remove this off my plate, who would it go to? Who would have that, um, that job? This is a huge, like a huge one for people you've to let go of control because oftentimes this is the work that has become a bit of your identity. If you're a writer, it's like for me as a copywriter, it was like, oh, I'm a great copywriter. That's my identity. So like, I can't train someone else to do it and like do the work for my clients. They're hiring me. No, they're hiring the business and the brand. And it is my job to make sure that there's quality control and that the work go- that goes out is of the highest quality, it does not mean that I single-handedly need to do all of the work. So letting go of that control um, and allowing other people to do the work is really essential here. You learned how to do the thing that you're a specialist at. Even coaching, like coaching is very intuitive for me. I've also had training coaching, but it's really, really intuitive for me. I've had to really bake down or break down my process of coaching. And this is why we do quarterly uh, trainings with our coaches is to talk more about like what our coaching methodology is, how we like to, you know, our, our values in coaching, how we approach certain things, etc. All right. You can train someone with the right strengths on exactly how you do what you do. If you're a designer, exactly how you design a website, um, if you are a graphic or whatever that is, um, you can absolutely do that. I even went to a chiropractor once where he had trained his um, assistant to do sort of like the, a couple of things in the initial assessment, not like actual chiropractic work, but it was it was just it made it so that he knew that she could sort of kickstart the appointment um, with the client, which allowed him to focus on the actual chiropractic work. So I thought that was really interesting. When I was a copywriter, I hired a junior copywriter. Um, this is in Yay for 100K, what we call your junior expert. So if you want to continue growing your client base, but you don't want to be doing all the work, you've got to get a junior expert onboarded and train them in how you do what you do, because you can. 
And anyone says that they can't is being an amateur, not a professional. In Yay for NRK, we have coaches who are trained on the entire program, the ins and outs of every single lesson, every critique that we give, every type of copy. Our coach training is three months long. Um, and then we do um, quarterly training sessions with our coaches and we get together as a team and we walk through, we also monthly walk through client issues, um, any specific clients that need more support. Um, we have a Slack channel that we're in daily kind of masterminding about how to best serve clients. Um, and this helps us to all be on the same page, that we're all speaking the same language, that we are cohesive as a brand. Obviously, we all bring something unique to the table, but we're all communicating the same core message. This allows me to serve more clients with my program, but let's be honest, I say my program, but I didn't even create all the materials for the program myself, and help our clients get bigger, more massive results because it's not just me. It's not all on my shoulders. And though I'm going to be taking a a short hiatus um, from being on all of our coaching calls in in the fall, and our clients have the details on that, um, I know our clients are going to be coached and they're going to be coached to a incredibly high quality and that my lack of presence on a few calls is going to have zero effect on our clients' results. In fact, there are silver linings to this. When I don't, I mean, I'm not at a coaching call. Sometimes I have clients say, Hey, not having you there helped me to realize how much I like I'm overly relying on you validating me and the giving me, giving away their power to me that having another coach that is, is, is in your brand and that it's, you know, works for your business allows me to let go as a client and to be more self-sufficient. Like, that's so amazing. So it can be beneficial. Also, our coaches bring something to the table that I do not. They often have advice or answers to questions or questions themselves that I wouldn't have thought of that I'm like, oh my God, that's so brilliant. I wish I'd thought of that, all right? Um, so I'm really, really passionate about this because those of us who have personal brands can often have this excuse like, oh, I can't ever like build a brand that's bigger than me, all right? So th- those are some ways that you can remove yourself from three areas, uh, three core functions of your business. And I really hope that this podcast was helpful because I want each and every one of you to start with a, you've got to be taking weekends off. All right. That has to become a non-negotiable. If you work weekends, it's because you allow yourself to work weekends. You've decided that's okay. You have to decide that's not okay. I don't work weekends, bare minimum, right? No one's expecting you to work on the weekends unless you've set that expectation with them. It's your business. The next step then would be to make sure that you're able to take a weekday off every once in a while without the sky falling down. Okay. (laughs) And then next we want to see you taking regular breaks, taking a week long, two week long vacations. And specifically our out of, out of office training is going to get you prepared to take two full weeks off over the holidays. This is going to streamline your business. It's not just about preparing a trip or a vacation or whatever. It's about getting your business to a place that you can say, Hey, you know what? I need a two week vacation and you can get it on the books get it together, take that time off and not worry that your business is going to implode. Once you've taken that two weeks off, now you're well on your way to be able to take more time, right? To be able to take a month, two months, three months. And that is where I want you to be marching towards. I want you to be marching towards not even a business that can take three months off, but what about a business that you literally don't work in on a daily basis? What would that look like? 
right? So play with whatever that next level is. That two-week vacation is really what we're going to talk about in October during that training. Go over to CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Get your application in for um, Yay for 100K so that we can get you access to that private training. There's no pressure, no like consequences. It does You're not required to enroll or anything like that. But if you love everything I've been saying today, if you are still listening at this moment, then this is everything that we want our clients to have, which is why we teach them to streamline their services and then eventually turn them into a signature program so that you can start to create more of that freedom in your business. So your business is a machine and not a prison. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And we will chat next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about energy management. Ooh, I'm going to nerd out on this. (laughs) So I'm really excited. I will chat with you then. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love today's content and are ready to finally start making a full-time income from your business this year, make sure to get on the wait list for my program, Yay for Clients, over at yayforclients.com, and you'll be notified the next time enrollment is open. Or if you're already booked with clients and you want to learn how you can turn your signature service into a signature program, and add 100K of revenue to your bottom line, come apply to my group coaching program, Yay for 100K over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Thanks again and have an awesome day.